Welcome to the Wildlife Experience. This is your host, Andrew Austin. In this episode, I interview Emily and Amanda Gale. Uh, Emily and Amanda um, are identical twins. Um, they both make a living together uh, fishing, and they, they use social media to share content, educational content about fishing. Um, they used to actually be fishing guides as well. Um, they had their own charter, uh, but now they are just uh, doing social media. And uh, so they are on YouTube and Waypoint TV, uh, Instagram, Facebook, and uh, you can find them uh, just by searching uh, Gale Force Twins on any of those uh, platforms. Um, we have a really fun conversation just about how they got into fishing and, you know, some of their experiences, um, you know, in the fishing industry and you know, a, little bit, uh, a little bit about social media as well, because it's, you know, it's kind of an interesting topic, um, how to be successful on social media. Um, which, you know, it's not, it's not all about vanity. You know, a lot of, a lot of people really are interested in, you know, making, making a career, um, doing what they love, uh, through social media. Um, so it was really interesting to get their perspectives. You know, they've been at it for a couple of years now and they have, you know, almost 70,000, um, Instagram followers and, you know, a really big YouTube. And, um, so yeah, really a good time talking to Emily and Amanda. Um, and I think you guys will enjoy it. Uh, so now I bring you the Gale Force twins. Like, there are two sides yeah. to the wildlife profession. There are the, yeah, that side, um, non-consumptive use is what we call it. Yeah. And then there's the consumptive use or hook and bullet side, people that hunt and fish. Yeah. And I found myself on the fine line between both. Mm -hmm. And I have a lot of friends from the hook and bullet crowd. That's what I grew up with. Mm -hmm. I identify with that probably more, um, hunting and fishing, but you know, I was also herping a lot when I was young, which is going out looking for snakes and stuff. Oh, yeah. Like another yeah. hobby. Yeah. We have friends that did that. Yeah. Have y'all heard of that before, herping? Well, it's a thing. I've it's never thing heard of South Florida. South Florida. It's a really big. popular thing. So I've never heard, I never heard of herping, herping, but we but have friends. I've heard. Snake hunting. Is yeah. They'll be like, oh, we're going, I guess they'd say snake hunting and they go at night and with like with lights and just, yeah. They call it herping because herpetology study. Oh, cool. But yeah, you tell people that and they're like, what are you talking we about? We had a pet snake. Yeah. yeah. Y'all have a pet snake? We had, had one. Had a pet snake. When we were kids. Yeah, what was yeah, it? Yeah, it, it was just a corn, corn snake. Corn snake, yeah. It was That's like, he was albino. He had red eyes. His name was Flynn. <laughs> <laughs> we loved right. him. Well, we should yeah. introduce yes. y'all. I'm here with the Gale Force twins. And uh, so Emily yes. yep. and Amanda. Yes. Got it right. There we go. And so y'all have, um, have a huge Instagram. Yeah, thank you. Twins, yep, yep. Right? And y'all make a living fishing, it seems like. Yeah. yeah. This is all y'all do, right? Yeah. Full time. We, we make a living in the fishing industry. We um, create educational fishing and boat handling content. We are on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, yeah. Waypoint TV. Okay. We'll have to talk about that at some point. Yeah. 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 That's, that's a cool concept. Definitely. Uh, yeah. I know about YouTube and all that, but mm -hmm. um, how did y'all get. Let's back up to like the beginning here. Yeah. So y'all are. Y Identical twins? Yep. Obviously. <laughs> We're 99.98% identical. That's and crazy. I only know that because we did an identical twin test um, when yeah. we were 18 because we actually didn't know if we were identical. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, so I, I, know, I know twins. My, my dad is a twin. And like a lot of twins, they don't like pursue the same hobbies and stuff. Y'all just happen to have the same interests and y'all pursued this together. And y'all are like a powerhouse twin like duo in the fishing industry it's really neat but how did y'all get to this point um i mean how did we get here i feel like it's started we didn't grow up in a fishing family okay at all 
Right, um, which is shocking to some people. But we did grow up in South Florida, and we grew up with a family that was always on the water, on the boat, on the beach, snorkeling, you know, doing everything outdoors. And then we personally would see other kids or people fishing off of docks. Right. And that was where we were like, I want to go do that because we're very um, active people, I would say. So we're yeah. always like, cur- we were curious growing up and loved to like try new things. Right. And our parents were super supportive. They took us to the local Bass Pro Shop and they were like, we don't know what, what we're doing, but they want to get into this and obviously mm-hmm. they wanted to help us do it. Right. Yeah, so I guess we kind of just grew up recreationally fishing here and there. It wasn't anything crazy at all. We had, we didn't grow up saying, I want to be a fisherman one day. It was just yeah. more of a, like a hobby. Um, Is that the accepted term for a woman that fishes? A hobby? Uh, oh, no, a fisherman. 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 Oh, yes. Uh, yeah. Actually, I mean, some people are very sensitive about you know. Some people want to just say fisher woman. No, I don't. No, I don't care. It's fine. It's an angler now. Just angler. That's a one. No, I I like this question because we did Latin in high school. We did like Latin. We did AP Latin in high school, and we did like graduate Latin in college. Remember? Yes. And it's the same as like um, you know, a lot of languages that they separate like the he and the her. Right. But like, if it's referring to a group and it's a group of guys and girls Man. it's, it's masculine. supposed to be masculine it's supposed to be masculine so saying fisherman is not not saying women are in the group it's saying men and women yeah i got you if it's we're like the if we're short, going down like to shortest, it's like the shortest way to say you it. can call me a fisherman yes okay. i don't mind all right, good. i actually <laughs> prefer it i feel like yeah <laughs> i don't know if that sounds weird that's no, good all right good so I'm, I'm glad to clear that up because i'm always like i want to yeah somebody yeah kind of a touchy society now you know yeah (laughs) um good you can uh what are we talking right so we were saying um about how how do we get into it so yeah yeah. yeah, we basically in college we both were saying earlier we studied biology eventually microbiology and we were going that pre-med route it's quite a shame y'all should have should have stuck with um and then in the summers, between semesters, we were working on a fishing charter boat out of Key West. Okay. And it was supposed to be a fun thing. It, we had no intentions of making a career out of it. Mm-hmm. It was just because school was so intense. Right. We went so to the University we, of Miami. Yes, we went to UM. Okay. We, yeah. we were been quite an experience going to school. Yeah, there. we mm-hmm. were student athletes getting pre-med degrees. Okay, what, what sport? Uh, po- track and field. Track so and field we were pole vaulters. Pole vaulters? Yes. Oh, wow. Yeah. Pole vaulting when I was in middle school. Oh, really? Oh, <laughs> like freshman year of high school. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. First time I bent the pole and actually vaulted uh-huh. it was like the coolest thing ever because like when you right out, you you, when you start out it's like bar, you know, stick bar, pulling, bar straight straight pulling. Yeah. yeah strip pulling yeah that's really cool yeah, pole vaulting. That's, uh, yeah. it's like it's such a random thing you know? yeah but it's so uh it's one of the coolest events in track and field it's like, yeah thank you, you. Know, this is a, a lot of people podcast, it, yeah need i will really say that it needs more credit in the track and field space it's totally, totally does thank you the technique that goes into it like your steps and everything and like the pole actually sends you over the bar which was like max height was it like uh, 13. 13 feet yeah 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 anyway so that being a right so it was just really experience. rigorous schedules yeah. and um on summer it was our second to last summer before we graduated yeah. and we we just needed a break we needed like a mental break and an emotional break yeah. from that type of a schedule yeah. and so we started working on a sport fish boat in key west and of course the work is still it's a grind it's a lot of work oh, heck yeah. but it was just an awesome break from the academic world and just exams exams and just school the sucks. fact that yeah, yeah the school. fact that all you had to not not saying all you had to do but all you had to do was show up mm. there was no homework so you could work hard work really hard during the day and go home right once you left the boat 
you work didn't go else. home with okay, work didn't I go could, home with you. That, was, that lifestyle was very attractive. Too. I think it was, yeah. especially coming from college and track and sports, where like you know you would study and then or you would be in class and you got to home and you got to study for another right. like five hours oh, and to pass sucks. biochem whatever yeah. so yeah i think we just love the idea of I, I get there i have work long hours for sure but when i go home first of all i'm falling asleep i'm closing my eyes like i'm having the best sleep of my life and i can't do anything at home right. i mean obviously there's some things you can do but you know for the yeah. most part so i think that really a- appealed to us yeah and we still again though in college had no intentions of becoming full-time right. career outdoors Captains or anything anything like that and it was after college graduation that we what were we doing i mean we were looking to it, we were still looking into grad school phd pre-med. programs mm-hmm. all of it we okay. well we weren't 100 percent sure on the okay, pre-med side so and that was when our parents were the ones that were like you need to like slow down take a year off and just get a job that's so wise. that's what we did yeah we took a yeah, year off all right what, what's the timeline here what, what year is this 2017. Yeah, we graduated 17. in 2017. Okay, okay. So this was five years, five years ago. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, that that job after college graduation put us in the Keys, full time, working for another charter business at a marathon. Yeah. And it kind of just snowballed. <laughs> Next thing we knew, we had our own charter business. Mm-hmm. How did y'all get to that? Was it? We were. I would say we're very independent people. And working for other people, obviously it's great to learn, right. but we got to the point where we wanted to be able to do things our way right. and run, a, you could say, a more niche charter company. So we wanted to specialize in kids and families. Okay. Um, not necessarily, some. every charter company is different and some charter boats, they're about meat fishing and filling up the coolers with meat or yep. different experiences. And that's great if that's what they wanted to offer. But for us, we wanted to focus on the experience of fishing yep. and not necessarily filling the box up for people to fly a bunch of fish home. I, I was you. like, don't come fish with me. I mean, don't get me wrong, we'll put you on fish and yeah. you'll have yeah. meat. But it's like, if your that's goal is to just load up on the fish and fly home with it, that's not what our primary goal was. Our goal was to make it the whole thing experience. So we focus on kids and teaching kids how to fish and catching their first snappers and things like that. Yeah. And you're, you're primarily our offshore fishing. I would say reef wreck and offshore. Oh, okay, yeah, okay. so starting on the reef and moving offshore, but mostly Atlantic Ocean side. Gotcha. Um, we have since then, I mean, a lot has happened since then, but we are um, growing into the inshore and freshwater space. Okay, okay, good. Yeah, that's. I'm more familiar with the inshore freshwater. Yeah. So I've never yeah. been offshore. Oh, fishing. you're a biologist. You can probably identify our fish. <laughs> yeah. Uh, fish, I are, uh, fish are tough. True. Uh, I mean, I mainly deal with uh, reptiles and amphibians and yeah. birds and stuff. <laughs> no, we were just out here. Yeah, we were fishing. I can identify fish here for sure. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, we were just fishing on this ranch earlier yeah. and we caught a fish and nobody in the lodge knows what it is. And we think it's like so a hybrid species. Sunfish of some sort. It's no. definitely some a kind sunfish. Of sunfish, sunfish but sunfish we- are weird that... That the genus Lepomus, they're always hybridizing with each other and stuff. So you get like bluegill, red ear hybrids, and okay, they're all like closely related enough to like produce viable offspring. So there's some weird hybrids out there. Interesting. Right. Well, we'll have to show you later. Yeah. If it was a younger one, it's, it's like yeah, really hard to tell. Um, so y'all started y'all's own charter business. Yes. Like, so you had to get like a license. And mm-hmm. All that was insurance. Quite an experience. Yes. Figuring all that out. Yes. And. Yeah, I mean, I would say like starting any business, you know, we definitely had, you know, bumps in the road and hurdles and 
it was a lot of work to get it going right. but there's definitely like a financial investment up front as well right, just yeah. you have to get um, the permits. permits you have permits, to have certain yeah. fishing permits you um, have to have your license you have to have um there's we were in monroe county when we ran our charter business so there's like a monroe county business license and then there's you know the state fishing license and then there's you have to have your boat insured um it's a lot we actually a lot so of steps. we actually have a, a full episode on our youtube channel on things on these topics like uh-huh. how to get your captain's license how, how to start, start a charter, charter business. business because um we don't run our charter business anymore but we have had so many questions from viewers being like how did you get started and right. i was like well i'll just share with you guys how we got started so <laughs> on our youtube channel that's where it is yeah very good so y'all don't do it now correct y'all so are pursuing other stuff yeah so basically we were it was going really well and we were happy with it yeah. um really had no intentions of stopping when we did but it was COVID that happened. Yeah. So when COVID showed up, we lost all of our um, charters, just like everybody else did. And you know the states were shutting down yeah. and we kind of looked at each other and we were like, well, we really need to do something obviously for our brand and our business. So we still continued to work around the clock seven days a week, but instead of taking charter clients out, we were going out and creating content for our viewers. Right. And at this point, when I say our viewers, we really didn't have we a had substantial like a following. Small exactly. Yeah. Small pages, small Instagram mm-hmm. accounts, was, YouTube channels. We were, I think, like less than 10,000 on Instagram. Okay. Less than 1,000 on I'm YouTube. Still in that boat. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> we'll get you up there. 1,000 um, on YouTube. And then, um, yeah, we just decided it, we would do our, because our charter business was very primarily on the education and teaching yeah, right. side with a lot of kids and families. Mm-hmm. So we, we basically carried over to social We carried media. it over to social media. I we said, that. I was looking yeah. at all stuff and it's. So every, all of our video, our, our mission is to educate, explain, and entertain. So through our content, it's always going to be entertaining. Some of our episodes are super, super educational, like to the wire. Some of them are more kind of adventure style and fun, but they're always going to have information in them. And we love that with content creation is that we're able to teach hundreds of thousands of people as opposed to only four. (laughs) So once the world did start opening back up after COVID, we tried to juggle the charter boat and the channel at the same time. And they're both, unfortunately, full-time jobs. So we had to kind of pick one. Social media really is that. It is a hundred percent. We work seven days a week around the clock. Crazy. Yeah. We were actually talking earlier about how there's only been, we've been doing this for, we started our YouTube channel in March of 2020. So there's only, only two weeks have ever gone by that or we, we didn't went to archive social something. media really yeah. yeah i have friends that that are successful in the youtube world and stuff one of them's from south florida actually um he works with like reptiles and what have you he was giving me advice from a podcast and he said you need to post an episode every week mm-hmm. if you want to grow this and he has over a million subscribers on youtube now he's like done really well for himself by being consistent yeah i'm like that's great i just i haven't committed to it yet you yeah know, i need to that's uh, t- you went from a couple thousand to now sixty six thousand followers. On so Instagram. on Instagram, yes, correct. On Instagram, we that, have sixty six thousand. Like that was over a couple of years, right? Yeah. Definitely. Instagram, happen? believe it or not, was is so actually the, our slowest growing platform. Yeah, YouTube is like so. Um, YouTube is our. It's actually not our biggest following. YouTube has. But it is our. Bread it is our butter. bread and butter. It has one hundred thirty five thousand. One hundred thirty five thousand incredibly loyal loyal followers right. that want to watch, comment. Right. So, but comparing that to our tiktok platform where and we are on tiktok because um a big thing is that there's a younger generation on it so we're reaching younger younger anglers and future we all hesitant 
to oh, join yes. TikTok. Probably yeah, first. we were hesitant. We were hesitant. Well, there's a lot of platforms that when they come out, it's like, well, you don't want to put invest all this time and it possibly not grow. But our right. TikTok has grown. We have almost half a million on TikTok. Okay, yeah. um, it's not, I would not consider it. Believe it or not, I think my 135,000 YouTube subscribers are more valuable, valuable than yeah. my TikTok. half a million on TikTok. TikTok's but a lot of empty follows, I guess. Like, I, not yeah, providing much value. To I would brand, agree with that. But, but it's still exposure. It's exposure. I, it's exposure, and, and it's more yeah. about reaching the different age age groups. Right. It's, a, it's a different demographic right. altogether. So right. recently, we did we had a booth at the Miami Boat Show, okay. the International Miami Boat Show, and we had quite a, a lot, a handful of times when parents with kids would come up to us to meet us or say hi or purchase Gale Force gear. The kids would say, "I watch you on TikTok," and the parents would say, "I watch you on YouTube." Yeah. So that was really awesome that we got to see where we were reaching the different. Right age groups now what, where, where does gale force when did that come in did y'all just create that so this is a fun media? story actually um so our last name is gale yeah. g-a-l-e like the wind it's not spelled g-a-i-l okay. or g-a-y-l-e <laughs> but we it started in sports when we were in high school we were competitive in track and field and pole vaulting and it was we were at a track meet and i just remember walking across the field and the weight room coach just yells it's the gale force twins the gale force twins are here and at the time we just laughed and really didn't think much of it but then it kind of became like a nickname and it stuck and it was just kind of part of us so when we yeah. started our business i don't even think we thought twice i about don't even it. think there was it was just like well question. obviously it's going to be gale force right. twins i don't know what else we call it <laughs> y'all are like very close twins y'all are all together like together yes. all the time yeah um no actually i don't I'm, have a twin but uh, you know yeah i would say like in the beginning when we first started working together maybe there was a couple of like um, i would call them growing pains growing pains <laughs> to being in business together <laughs> did y'all envision working together y'all's entire life? no not at all i, I thought i thought we, we were gonna so go down different investment what y'all are doing it I'm is assuming y'all are very yeah, true not going to stray from it. No, exactly. not at all. Future. I think that we... So it's, a, it's an interesting dynamic, you know? Yeah. When um, we were in college, we had we both were getting degrees in microbiology. And yeah. when we were looking into other avenues, we both were naturally interested in slightly different areas of right. it. So we were just thinking, like, after college, we would definitely have different jobs. Or even if we worked for the same company, we'd have probably different jobs within that company. Right. And just thought that, well, we'll go our separate ways, but obviously still be siblings. Obviously, that did not happen, and we we live together, we work together. Yeah. <laughs> the branding of it is fantastic. You know, Thank you. Y'all do y'all like y'all are just like a powerhouse duo. You know, yeah, yeah, it definitely doing everything together. Yeah, it's really cool. It's been I, f I would say though that having a twin that's also your business partner that you get along with is, I mean, that's got to be like. I don't know. So ninety percent of the reason we're so successful. I w right just because, because what our viewers are watching is real. We're not yeah, faking that very, we get along. Very authentic. Oh, thank, thank you. you. Appreciate that. Right off the bat, when Aww. I was watching y'all stuff, y'all are very genuine. Thank you. Which I appreciate. There's yeah. not a lot of that in social media these days. Yeah, yeah. it's a lot of fake personas and stuff. Yeah. I would say though, like even just like the workload, like maintaining a YouTube channel, like you're talking about, like you know, having a podcast or whatever it is that you choose to do, right. you have to record it or film it. You have right. to edit it if upload it publish it and then you got to tell the world about it yep. and it's it's a full-time job and having a second person to help, help with that and right. divide the jobs up whether it's right i mean for example for the two of us we have slightly different skills even though right. we're both skilled in the same areas amanda is much more techie and she's much better at using cameras and Whereas I am, you could say, the more creative. And it's not that okay. she's not creative and I am creative. It's just 
between the two of us, I have your team. Uh, yeah, I'm naturally, naturally different niche, right. Niches. So I take over, um, you know, the thumbnails or the Photoshop okay, yeah. or Adobe Illustrator, and anything that needs to be in that avenue. If we make postcards or banners, like I'm the one that takes mm-hmm. that job automatically, and um, she also handles the. She's kind of like our accountant I'm, the, I'm our bookkeeper she's our bookkeeper okay. <laughs> so she's the I'm number the accountant. one we have an account yeah, we do I'm, have an accountant i'm the bookkeeper i do handle our finances i fly the drone mm-hmm. i handle all right. the yeah so she's definitely the I handle the cameras one. like when it comes to like I and i can of course get behind a camera mm-hmm. and know how to use it but if like oh man this lighting's really weird hey amanda can you make sure i got this okay because i don't trust myself as much as i trust you you know and vice versa if so she, do you spend more time in front of the in front of the camera no actually no i would say not it would just be more like who's setting it up maybe yeah i I would say that i mean there's i've what what i've noticed with our youtube channels like there's some videos where it seems like the whole video is emily emily is in front of the camera Mm -hmm. and then there's some videos where like the whole thing i'm in front of the camera usually it's very or tell the difference right yeah (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) usually it's very organic and natural and you know if i'm on a roll and i'm taking our viewers through how to dock a boat, for example, is one of our episodes. Um, I mean, if I'm doing great and I'm flowing through it, there's no reason to switch who's in front. And then if, you know, maybe we're snapper fishing and I taught how to catch the snapper and Amanda wanted to teach us how to fillet it, right. we'll switch roles. Or sometimes there'll be times where even in fishing, there's certain fishing, like fisheries, that Emily's better at than me and vice versa. So okay. like, I would say if we're um tarpon fishing i would say emily would probably take the lead and be in front of the camera because it's definitely a little she's had a little more experience at that Mm -hmm. than me whereas maybe if we're sail fishing or i don't know you know what i'm saying maybe maybe i would be a little more in front of the camera because i've just done it a little bit more just from over the years of um meeting different people and having different chances or one of us can't make it so maybe she went out fishing with a tarpon guide you know one time and I wasn't there or something, you know? So right. there, there have been times where one of us is more skilled at something than the other. Generally y'all do the same stuff. Yes, <laughs> yes definitely. How do y'all plan y'all's like schedule? Like how, like this year, like what, mm-hmm. do y'all have stuff planned mm-hmm. months in advance? Definitely. We're how do you- Booked through November right now. How do you like make a work schedule being a social media, uh, per- someone working in social media? You know, that's just a interesting thing to me. Like, yeah, I mean, that's a great question. Stay busy. Yeah, Whatever you, you definitely. Yeah, so we're we're very type A and super organized people. Yeah. So we have you know a shared Google calendar. We have shared mm-hmm. like to do lists, yeah. and for we just all, we're always looking ahead. And if there's like a week that's dead in the calendar, we'll figure out what's the best thing that we need to do to fill it. Is it go get content? Is it this needs to be a week where we do admin? Sometimes we'll have weeks where we literally need to be behind a computer, e- whether catching up on emails or right. editing content. Mm-hmm. And uh, we just were always... I would say that though, like our um, calendar starts getting filled up with trips mm-hmm. okay. and then everything gets filled in from between them. Right. So like we actually, our first trip we booked for 2022 for this year was our scalloping trip in July. Okay. So we're doing a scalloping trip near Crystal River okay. in July and you have to book those trips a year out because the lodges f- fill up so fast. It's such mm-hmm. a small season, a short season. So we booked that trip. That and ICAST basically like was the start of our year in July. And then gotcha. from there it kind of spread out to, okay, what we're are we coming doing to in Texas June? this weekend. Texas. April has Texas and then, um, just we host fishing trips throughout the year okay um so in may and august we're taking 
It's we're fishing on the Yankee Caps, which is a headboat out of Key West, Florida. Okay. It's a three night, four day fishing trip, um, 100 miles into the Gulf of Mexico. And we host that, so our viewers and our followers can come fish with us if they would like. Oh, right. So, cool so experience. it starts there, the schedule, and then we go back. Right. From that. And then in November, we're actually going to Guatemala, and we're hosting a woman's fishing trip. Yeah. Out in Guatemala. So that's kind of where it starts. And the next thing you know, we get a call to go here or there, or maybe we'll say the week is actually open and it needs to stay open, and we just need to <laughs> need sleep in for a couple days. days. Yeah. <laughs> At what point we all like, wow, we can actually do this for a living? You know, like. Was it when y'all Instagram got to a point or YouTube or was it? Um, like that's a good question. I would say YouTube. Or did y'all like really just work super when hard we, and then it like came all at once? When we first okay. started, we were literally living off of the YouTube ad revenue. Okay. Um, and it and what was in our bank account. and what whatever was in our bank account. <laughs> yes. So. so had normal jobs. Yeah. So it was um, definitely a leap of faith mm-hmm. for sure, but it has slowly grown the biggest yeah. part that has grown for us is our gale force gear okay. so we have gale force performance gear and fishing rods okay so that has been like an avenue that we have gone down and kind of created this baby especially with the gale force rods so our line of gale force rods is like our new project mm-hmm. and so how long have y'all been at like a more elevated status on social media is it like Two, two or three years. Yeah. Um, yeah. Two, well, we started our YouTube channel in March of 2020. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. we're in 2022. And I would really say that, I mean, it might seem like we've been out there for a long time, but I really just feel like the last like nine months have like, we've really just kind of rounded a corner. Mm-hmm. Maybe like the last like six to nine months, I just feel like things have yeah. started to. feel yeah. very sustainable. Yeah. 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 I will say though that um, it's not necessarily been something where like we went viral. Like it, we yeah, have people, had. A lot of people are trying to go viral. So here's weird. the thing about going I, I viral. I actually wouldn't recommend going. Viral. I don't. And there's a reason. It's, it's not sustainable the growth. Right? So no, it's actually not. So if you go viral and you gain a bunch of subscribers, that's awesome. But were they are they loyal subscribers? That's the question. So your following count can go up, but your engagement might not. So going viral, it's awesome. We have had videos go viral on TikTok, and we've had content on YouTube do exceptionally well. Just wow, that video did so well. But my subscriber count. Yeah, it might have gone up, but I don't notice anything in the other. When I upload the next video, it doesn't, doesn't, make, a doesn't make a difference. Right. Yeah. So going viral is cool. It's totally awesome, but I would not be like, if only I went viral, I, would, I wouldn't look right. at it that way. I now, obviously, there's exceptions to this. I'm sure if you go yeah. actually mega, mega viral, it could be worth it. Right. But, but I think for us, for the most part, it's really just come down to, you know, one subscriber at a time, the slow and steady right. and gaining the subscribers or whatever from each individual person that really does become a fan and they really want to watch it and they right. want to learn that's really where it comes from a lot of people that are trying to go viral it's, it is very much an egotistical pursuit you mm-hmm. know y'all are actually y'all want to make a living helping people in fishing mm-hmm. it seems like it's a very yeah. genuine yeah. and you need you need a big following to do that successfully right? yeah but yeah the weird the social media is so weird because it, it does attract a lot of um, sensational people. <laughs> yeah, know, and I would say go it for like the wrong reasons and yes, whatever. Um, yeah, everybody's different, but yeah, definitely. It's, it's cool to see people like y'all that like y'all have like a very, very uh, specific like goal and y'all are achieving it, which is cool. Thank you. you know? Yeah, yeah, I would say that going viral is definitely like it's more common in like wow factor yeah so and we don't exactly. we don't describe ourselves as a wow factor youtube channel we described ourselves as like authentic yeah. right and so we have we're very like amanda said authentic on our channel so yeah. we like to keep it real with our viewers and yeah. if we're not catching fish we're not catching fish exactly. but this 
not about catching fish. There's a, it's about the experience. Right. All the about the experience. What is y'all's favorite part of the experience? The fishing and traveling around. Have you been to some cool places? Yeah, places? the traveling's been awesome. Um, we just went to, even though we are hosting a trip in Guatemala, but we just went there fishing okay. for sailfish. That was awesome. Why, why Guatemala? Is that just a renowned place for sailfish or something? Um, or? Yes, it's a great place for sailfishing. Okay. And we also knew the marketing manager of the resort, Pacific okay. Fins Resort. So that was where that connection came from. Gotcha. Um, another really incredible place was when we were fishing the West Coast for salmon. Oh. Yeah, that the was Pacific Northwest was easily one of my, my favorite. favorite trips I've ever done. Right. Yeah, left that, an impression on y'all. Huh? That we was did. Like, like if I had to pack my bags and move into the middle of nowhere, that's where I'd go. And that says a lot because we, I get cold if it's under 80 <laughs> degrees. <laughs> <laughs> south, south we south. are, <laughs> yes. So yeah, I would say we've gotten to, I feel like, I would say one of my favorite parts about the experience is the travel and yeah. getting to experience new fisheries and meet new people and new cultures people. and people make this all mm -hmm. so much fun you know yeah that's awesome what are some places y'all really want to go fish like uh what like some interesting fisheries alaska is on the bucket list yeah definitely, definitely alaska yeah. i want to go out there um we've been to costa rica but we do want to go back to costa rica and try and catch rooster fish Ooh. so that yeah, one's on that's the list, on the list. Yeah. let's see what else we got on the list There's some weird offshore fishing out in like uh, Southeast Asia, isn't there like some weird? Mm -hmm. Yeah, we actually know a, a big destination. He's uh, a sail fisherman, a, a charter guide out of Malay Malaysia, right? Malaysia is that where he's from? Um, and he's we know him personally. He's invited us out, and we we haven't yep. made the trip. It's yet. just a long, it's a long yeah. ways away. Raleigh, I think, yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. 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 Like catch him on like topwaters. Yeah, on poppers and stuff. So crazy to me. It's like a giant bass. Yeah, <laughs> it's insane. I don't know anything about offshore fishing, but I know about those because it's just they're just very crazy. The way they fish for them is just mind-blowing, you know. Fishing, uh, I have, like I said, I have no f experience fishing offshore, but it must be, like, really exciting out there because, like, you don't know what's going to pop up out there. Mm -hmm. There's so many, so many fish in the ocean, <laughs> you know. I um, think that's maybe, like, why we were so attracted to fishing. And actually, yeah. when it comes to different types of fishing, on the offshore side you could say like the reef wreck offshore my favorite type of fishing is actually bottom fishing okay yeah. because it's even more of a you have absolutely no idea what you could be catching yeah. i would say when you go offshore you can target mahi right you the can way the birds tuna. the birds act you can kind of tell if the birds are on tuna or mahi okay um so we kind of have like the, they're tuna birds or they're mahi birds oh, yeah. yeah same species so, but the way they're acting right the way they act and the numbers um don't know the actual birds Oh, no, I will be honest. I, I should not. know it. I should learn the birds. I should learn the birds. But with bottom fishing, you're on anchor and you can't see the bottom. Yeah, yeah. You obviously, you learn your fishery and your areas, but you could be fishing for groupers and catch grunts and snappers. Or you could be or fishing for snappers and, and catch a snowy grouper right. or a queen snapper. It's the variety of bottom fish you could catch in one place can sometimes be just insane. Gotcha. What's the deal with grouper out there? see people catching them and then people get mad that they're being caught oh that's the goliath are you talking about goliath, yeah, goliath grouper isn't okay there isn't there a lot of drama around goliath so grouper? goliath grouper, grouper are are protected species okay, um but they grow to be the size of a volkswagen of a absolutely car, literally absolutely massive yes. yes i've been scuba diving with them that big there are stories so where cool. they have like people's dogs have fallen in the water and they'll oh, eat no. the dogs but the problem is that they eat absolutely everything so when fishermen go out right you can't get fish to the boat um oh, so yeah you're reeling up a 
like a monitor just like something a, and it just they're like the out. sharks basically. I mean, they yeah, just they're wanna, they're kind of on that same they caliber. They eat everything because they're protected, but you can't the really do anything about aren't, it. It's kind of created like there they should there should be a regulation for them to catch a certain amount and they, they actually have though so you like pro harvest some grouper yes that's, that i would har- consensus and like the for a goliath grouper people yes. that care about that fishery and definitely yeah. for a goliath grouper and, and the, like the grouper i'm, sh- I'm assuming i'll care about the grouper too it's just that there's probably so many now right yeah so they actually just harvesting. came out with like a um, there's like a harvest season a har- for goliaths yes. now okay it's a small like yeah, i'm that's I saw something on yeah. some South Florida herper or somebody I know yeah. posted about it because a lot of people are angry that they're able to harvest them now. Really? I'm not surprised. I know that being in the f- deep in the fishing circle, everyone's pretty glad about everyone's it. Everyone's happy. And there's, they, yeah, there's a, a divide there between yeah. the fishermen and, and the, you know, the con- like conservation. Right. People, I, I know that um, the harvesting, I think the fishermen wish you could harvest more because I'm not 100% familiar with the... The new, har- the new regulations for harvesting right. grouper right now, but I believe it's kind of similar to hunting, where you have to like enter a raffle to get like a tag. Mm-hmm. It's like a big deal. And yeah. So and then you and then you can. Or so, it's similar to that, and basically you can do one. So there's only a certain number that you that even go out. I'm pretty sure that's how it is set up, and I know a lot of fishermen wish it was just like one per person, two right. per person, something like that. But they'd be great eating. Well, I don't <laughs> know. <laughs> Might catch cigatera though. If they're too big, yeah, you have to worry about the cigatera toxin. Cigatera toxin. So it's a neurotoxin that reef fish get because they get it from eating the reef and then they get it into their system. And then when people eat it, then they get the toxin. So it's a small fish can have it, but it's really common and you have to be careful in the larger fish because the larger the fish get, the longer they live and the higher the... Right. So there's certain species that you really don't want to eat once they get over a certain size. So she caught... I remember that Cubera snapper. Yeah, we, yeah. I mean, how many pounds? Sixty pounds. Oh, wow. um, I didn't personally catch it. I was working a charter, and the angler caught it. But it was it was a really awesome fish, and we did keep. He kept it to mount it. Okay. But okay. I. You're not eating that. We were not going to eat it. Yeah. Okay. Do y'all think about like uh, marine ecosystem conservation? Uh, there's like a lot of a lot of people that are like really concerned about like the health of our marine ecosystems and stuff, but. I mean, it seems like the fish are doing fine in most areas. Yeah, I mean, I definitely say coral reefs. There's a balance, you know, obviously, like to be respectful to the wildlife resource. Yeah. So future generations can go out and catch fish. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I'm. A lot of the regulations are great, and I'm glad they're there. There are certain species I wish there were more regulations for. Like, like what? Um, I don't know. I, I think like they actually just dropped the mahi mahi regulation down from 10 to 5 okay. per person so i'm actually really glad they did that i thought that was a good one they, they dropped they dropped down tuna they dropped down tuna two years so that ago. was a good one as well um i feel like the snapper regulation could get dropped down so right now it's 10 per person and at 12 inches but i think like if they drop that down to like eight per person or even five that could be useful i you still want to be able to go out and catch them but yeah, exactly that's yeah, I think it all depends, you know. And then there's certain species though where I think that, like Goliath groupers, Grouper, they can be harvested. We should harvest a couple of them. I also do feel that the sharks could be harvested right. humanely, yeah. but sharks, sharks are. Uh, I know it's a very charismatic, charismatic megafauna of the ocean. Yeah, they don't want to kill sharks. You know? They're cool, um, but compared to like what they do, um, like in Southeast Asia and other parts of the world, when they like right. catch like millions of them right harvesting one here and there is like not a problem right exactly commercial side of things that they do um 
Do y'all experience a lot of sharks out there while we're fishing? Definitely. I would say that the... Before? Are y'all, are y'all comfortable with them in the water? Like, have y'all yeah. seen them um, out there? We, we definitely see them. Yeah. I haven't seen them too much diving in the Florida Keys, okay. um, but we have voluntarily gone shark diving. When we were yeah. in Hawaii, we did a cage-free, okay. like, free dive yeah, with wow. um, sharks, pelagic sharks. That was really fun and a great experience. Yeah. It was definitely... Um, they seem misunderstood, largely. So yeah. It was a threat to people. Right, yeah. I mean, it was, like, it was definitely cool to see and a great experience though they didn't chum to attract the sharks or anything i guess the sharks associated the sound of the boats with the 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 crabbing crabbing, the crabbing i believe so a guide stayed on the boat and like revved the engine and then a guy got in the water with us and we were a small group i think like five of us and the one thing he did tell us so we saw a lot of like galapagos sharks and he did say though if a tiger shark shows up we have to huddle in a circle to be bigger because we were too far from the boat to well, get in the boat quickly be, uh, so like that's scary. a little like well that's kind of freaky right but yeah that, i'm just imagining being in a like cuddling up and like just this giant sharks yeah yeah <laughs> well and I, I mean tiger sharks are known for they're kind of being scavengers aren't they they'll eat tires they'll eat anything, anything sharks yeah tiger they sharks s- are known for eating okay. anything that's scary yeah. <laughs> yeah uh i work a lot with crocodiles and they're very misunderstood and i always figured sharks probably misunderstood as well yeah uh, but um, I'm not very inclined to go jump in the water with a tiger shark at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> Big and scary. That's cool. What else have we covered here? Um, what does the future hold? What does the future hold? I would say that right now, um, like I said earlier, we just we have our Gale Force fishing rod yeah, line. So the goal is to grow too. that rod line. We have four rods in the four different builds available. And we want to expand into having a bottom conventional bottom rod. We want to have a conventional trolling rod, mm-hmm. maybe a deep drop rod. These are off of offshore um, Not necessarily. Well, we do yes. have, yes, those those rods would be. We do offer a Gale Force bass rod. Okay, so okay, it's an okay, all-purpose okay. bass spinning rod. And our purpose for coming out with that was because, first of all, we do like doing a little bit of inshore. But also, I mean, freshwater. But also, correct, most people, we want, basically, if our viewers are sitting on the couch watching and they're landlocked, middle of nowhere, they can get a rod and they can go fishing with it. I feel like this is the hardest thing for offshore is access. Yes. It takes resources. Yeah, it definitely does. You have to live in the right place, have the right gear. Yeah, it's it's a whole ordeal. Um, So y'all do a thing where y'all take set followers and stuff out. Fishing. From time to time, we'll host like fishing events, okay, yeah. and we will. We always e- the best place to find out about that is through our email subscribers. Okay. Okay. So we do post to social media. However, our email subscribers get kind of like a VIP notice where I they get you. a head start, and a lot of the times it fills up before it even gets to social media. Yeah. So if anyone wanted to, it would be galeforcefishing.com, okay. and you can. There's a subscribe button where they can subscribe. Gotcha. Anything else y'all want to talk about? Um. Well. We are Gale Force Twins on all social media. So we have YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Rumble, Waypoint TV, and... Oh, Waypoint TV. TV. What is this? This is very interesting. Waypoint TV is like a streaming site, kind of like a Netflix, specifically for the outdoor space. Okay. So one of our motivations for being on there is it's the niche market. It's like that's our viewer. And is it is it growing? Is this is fairly new, I guess. Yeah, it's it's fairly new. We don't have um, 
we it's a little different because it's a streaming site we, we don't have like a login where i get to log in and have followers or subscribers it's not like that so whereas quarterly would get um sent like analytics on okay. how our stuff is doing so you'll have a show on there mm -hmm. yes what is it called gale force twins, twins. Okay. yeah force twins on waypoint tv yep. it's the same i mean the stuff y'all are filming for youtube it is yeah going yes it's yeah okay so it's our content is all I mean, we have the bulk of our content is the same on all these platforms. It's just catered to the platform. So on TikTok, I'm not going to upload a 10 minute video, but it's snippets of those videos for people that want to sit down and learn three minutes at a time as opposed to 10 minutes at a time. I got you. You'll have high hopes for this Way Waypoint TV platform? Yeah, I, I think. think it'll like catch on like Netflix. Yeah. It'd be great if it did. Yeah. Replace like the Pursuit Channel and Outdoor yeah. Channel. Yeah. Have y'all done any of that stuff? Any no. Any, of those, any sorts of shows? No, Surprise. actually. Seems like y'all are getting out enough to yeah. get in on like network television. But another thing now is Waypoint, YouTube. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It seems like people are doing better for themselves. People that want to make a living mm -hmm. um, in this space, they're doing better pursuing YouTube than like trying to get on Animal Planet or right. Outdoor Channel or an interesting time that we're living in. It is. Yeah, uh, anybody can, if they really want to, they can make it in this space, which is really great. But yeah, we can end it there. Thank you all so much. All right. Thank you. Yeah, hope you all enjoyed Thanks that. for having us. Yeah, yeah, of course.